Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com acast, and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com acast. Yeah, good evening. Welcome to another episode of Acton Mill as we bring some rare delight to your international break. The misery that is the international break. My name is Aaron Paul, guiding you through proceedings this evening, joined by, um, oh, by the way, just a quick one. Um, there are some rumours going around on social media that we are starting our own cooking channel. I can confirm this is true. This is true. We've got our head chef, uh, Nick. Who's <laughs> been cooking up a sumptuous feast at Shea Hart this evening? I mean, he's going to have to redecorate after what I've heard. <laughs> what I've heard's gone on, but um, yeah, uh, uh, it's it's not good. It's not. Good. Do you know? Do you know what, Aaron? That that thought yesterday. I did a I did a decent dish yesterday. It was a mushroom thing that I did, and um, that, the thought of starting my own cooking channel crossed my mind. Oh, I, I can do this. I can conquer Indian food. I, I I've got these, these spices. I'm I'm in command here. You know. Well, today, listeners, I've learned that if you burn red chilli powder, it creates a gas akin to what was used on the Somme. And uh, the house, I don't know what it smells of at the moment. It's got like a, an industrial smell at the moment in it. Um, so, no, um, I'm putting the Master Chef and the channel on hold for the moment. Yeah, there you go. Uh, joining us uh, this week is is, is uh, the Yuri Skalak of uh, the Akamals, <laughs> Mike Hayden. Um, who's going to be featuring our, our new articles and 10, 10 ways to blow out your Bombay doors. Uh, <laughs> Mike, Mike, with all your digestive issues, uh, how are you, pal? Good to finally yeah. have I mean, I mean, you, you've had the hamstring, now you've got, you know, digestive. What's the situation? <laughs> <laughs> well, look, I'm available tonight, and I'd like to say Dobri Vircha to all our Czech Republic listeners, mm. which is good evening in Czech. Um, so I think every time I'm on the show, we'll introduce you some Czech language. Okay. Uh, so next time, uh, we'll, we'll see something else, but Dobri Vircha to you all. Nice. Dobri we, we do have a couple of Czech mm. listeners, I think. We do get uh, I thought we might. Yeah, yeah, I thought there might be a splatter. One or two. One or two. And, yeah. and, if, you, and if you're a Bart follower, Jin Dobri. Um, oh, very nice. Yeah, well, thank you. A bit exotic, isn't it? Uh, and uh, one man who can conquer egg and chips in 10 different ways is Mr. Harold <laughs> Warren. Pop out. All right. Yeah. Uh, let's look back, though, at uh, um, a win for Millwall yeah. at the yeah. Den. It just doesn't happen for Charlton, does it? It just does not happen for Charlton. And it was the late, late show 
on Saturday as Matt Smith's late header sealed the win for Mill over rivals at Charlton and the Den. Uh, Gary outside, of course, took the lead uh, when defender Sean Hutchinson nodded in from short. Uh, yeah, sure. I always get Shane Ferguson and Sean Hutchinson. Yeah, I do. Sean I Hutchinson do. nodded in from Sean Williams' free kick after just six minutes. Um, Jonathan Lecco equalised for Charlton, but Matt Smith knocked Jed Wallace's corner past Dylan Phillips to send the Den wild. Uh, let's have your first sort of starter thoughts, chaps. Let's go for um, let's 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 go. You know what? Let's go for Scala. Go for it, Scala. Well, well, you know, I wasn't actually there. I was actually at a wedding. Um, so I know you can laugh. I'm literally, I'm literally Jilly Scala, Jerry Scala. I can't believe I, when the fixtures came out, I went not Charlton, not Charlton, November eighth, Charlton Athletic at home. So all I can say is between three and five o'clock, I was not particularly sociable, and I went fucking mad at five, about five to five. And I drank about five glasses of champagne in quick succession. Um, but um, I, I will leave the, the more in-depth review to you, gentlemen, and chip in. <laughs> well, Nick Hart, you you were, I imagine, too. I was there. Um, you, Harry was there. Um, it was a wonderful result, obviously. 23 years since Charlton beat us. Now, it's an incredible run. And I can't quite put any logic to it, in a way, because there have been many games over that time well, they've got quite close, and I thought they were going to get close on Saturday, in all honesty, because once they equalised, um, I thought, here we go. You know, this is going to be finally the, um, you know, the hurdle crossed from the from the Charlton perspective. But this, what my take out from the game, I don't know what you thought, Harry, but I, I thought it was a really resilient performance by the Lions because we were on the back foot at, at times in towards the end of the first half and for the start of the second certainly, and to to kind of hold the hold the line and then that late, late winner, um, you know, I just thought it was wonderful. I thought it was a really strong performance overall. I can, I can, you can criticise elements of it perhaps, but overall as a result and as a team performance, you know, we've all seen the end of the end of the game video where the team are congratulating each other, the crowd are going wild. Um, it was, it was, it was a wonderful Millwall event, I thought. Harry? Yeah. <laughs> Tell me different. Tell me you didn't like it. Tell me you I don't. Didn't, well, I didn't like lots of it. I didn't like. Um, I didn't right. like the formation. I didn't like the substitutions. And I think he he got lucky. I'll be I'll be totally honest. I thought Charlton absolutely made us look shit. I, I'll be totally honest. And Ben Thompson being out on the left of a three didn't work for me. It just it's a early days and it's a work in progress. I get that, but. You know, I thought we were, I thought for the first 10, 15 minutes, we were fantastic. But then, and that was because of the change of formation. Charlton didn't know what to do. They didn't know how to defend because of Gary Rowett's tactical tactical changes. But as soon as Charlton reacted to that, and, and obviously there comes into that, we all know that we can't sustain the Millwall madcap press, press, press for 20 minutes, more than 20 minutes. We have to sort of catch our breath and then go again. But I, I thought we were, we were. It wasn't a great game of quality, to be fair, from either side. But we just seemingly we were passive. I know that's the word Rowett used at Reading. We were passive a long time about the ball, especially when we come. And really, Bart Bilikowski, after saying he wasn't the player of the season last week on this show, I've now decided that I don't know nothing. And Bart Bilikowski is the greatest goalkeeper the world has ever seen. Um, the 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 save where he. I think in real time you said Nick, where you thought he um he'd sort of made a mistake and pushed it onto the bar. We pushed it onto the underside of the bar. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I, 
I, I haven't seen it since. I, I, in real time, I thought it was a dipping skiddy shot on a wet day, and he got something on it, and it went up onto the underside of the barn, and he's, he's batted it away off the line. And uh, I, I seriously thought it crossed the line in real time, but anyway, it hadn't. And um, yeah. I, 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 I said that was the, I said it wasn't a bad save in, in all honesty. No, it's but the reaction from an his error. original. Yes, that's it. That's what makes it look a, a better save. It's the fact that he has the presence of mind on the line to where yeah. he pushes that ball as well. It's not just to push it back out; it's to get it away into an angle where they can't score. Also, I mean, the, the save from the volley is uh, on half time. I know how he gets there. I, I have no, no yeah. idea. Absolutely no idea. That, that was on the highlights reel that did the rounds on on the YouTube li- uh, clip. I didn't show the first. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, not it's not as if there's been many highlights reels or clips on YouTube this week. I mean, uh, <laughs> on YouTube, Twitter, in fact, it's it's been nuts. Genuinely, everywhere I've looked, uh, it's been like different angles, reverse angles. It's been it's been great. Yeah, I mean, I, I really enjoyed it. I I I you know I I I know that what you're saying there, Harry, but. I, I thought we we opened at a blistering pace. We probably could have got a second and should have got a second. I think, you know, in in that opening fifteen minute phase, maybe twenty minutes. I can't remember how long it was now. But um, yes, we we then had to contain. I think the containment part is a work in progress. You're right, and we we do try and press from the front going backwards. And you know, the aim will be, I'm sure, from from Gary Rowett's perspective, is to to develop a squad that's able to. Uh, press and contain for longer at a higher pace than you know at the moment we can do. But I thought we did a job on Charlton. I, 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 they 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 had plenty of possession. I'm just looking at the stats here, BBC stats, six fifty nine to to forty one. Um, but shot wise, you know, we we had more more shots off target eight on our side to their six. Shots on target five to five and more corners eight eight to three. I, you know, I know the game isn't judged on those things, but. That wasn't Bo. You said after the game that they dominated. I don't, I don't buy that. I didn't. Dominated, see domin- but they dominated the ball uh, uh, in in, in, in aimless base. areas, in, in uh, places where it don't absolutely. count. You know? I'm, I'm not. I'm not knocking that. What I am saying though is the fact. I think the fact that we've lumped a six foot seven striker on in the last minute and he scored a header. What fucking tactical revolutionary isn't that, that is, by the way? A striker. Huh? Oh, to go, isn't that the point of having a six or seven striker to go and unset? Well, well it is. That's the that's the point for everyone. I'm it's saying fair. that some people were going on as if that was some kind of tactical fucking masterclass. He stuck the big man on and took the little one off. I I I, I don't get that this was supposed to be. I'm just saying, like, um, we are very guilty at the club of taking one-off results into oh we'll take that from forward. Yeah, enjoy it. It's Charlton at the end of the day. I know everyone's saying it's our cup final or Charlton are trying to pretend it is. It ain't. They don't even matter to me. They don't really bother me in any way, shape, or form. They are like an annoying gnat. They're basically ants at a picnic. <laughs> they annoy you. They just are there. They just exist, right? And that's it. They're not really anything. The bigger games going forward is if we start. I've looked at the table today, right? We've got 17 points from being at home. We're the third best team with the third best home record in home home general. form. Yeah, yeah. I saw that. Yeah. If they all start winning one in three games away from home, that's a playoff side. Because you're getting that many points at home that you basically are there. It's a division shit, basically. If Charlton were where they were for a period of time, that division is not that good. Well, I think Charlton have just had that sort of promotion buzz, you know, had a good start. And really, they've not picked up many points. 
you know, in the last few games at all. So I, I know they were missing some key players and saw sort of Lyle Taylor, for example, which uh, Bowyer made that ridiculous comment if Taylor yeah. was playing, we would have won, which was absolute bollocks. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but um, yeah, exactly. Um, but you know, I, they, they will start to drop down now. You know, they, 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 they've had that nice push. They'll fall away. Um, like anything at all this season. The number 11 looks a good player, Gallagher. I'm just looking at the team mm. names here. The number 11, Gallagher. No one smashed Callan. I'm not very happy about that. Um, mm. Is that again? No, he's a West Ham boy, isn't he? Oh, yeah. yeah. I, I, I thought we, I, I mean, that, he looked dangerous, the 11 coming forwards. Uh, Bomb, yeah, number 17. I believe he is. I believe he is. Um, but, I, you know, you can only play with what you've got. And, I mean, bringing Matt Smith on in the 86 minute, okay, you know. Maybe Pep would do that, and maybe I don't know. Pep would have him in his team, but you know what can you do? You can bring in the players that are going to have Pep the impact in the half. in the moment that you've got, and bring him on in the 86 minute. Bradshaw came out. I thought did a, 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 a. No one's actually mentioned the workload done by by Tom Bradshaw up front, and, and also Ben Thompson came out at the same time. But by bringing Matt Smith on, yeah, I mean, okay, it's a corner, it's it's gone to the far post, and there's Matt Smith to nod it in. That's that's what we signed him for. That's why Neil Harris signed him because mm. those are the moments that are. Matt Smith moments. That's 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 what he does. Yeah, yeah what that... worried me was the comment after the game, though. That's what worries me. What's it's that? Not... The um, the... he's got more talent than they're given credit for that one. Yeah, yeah. He hasn't got more talent than what he's given credit for. <laughs> <laughs> he's a six foot seven. He's a six foot seven striker who scores corners. That's it. But the problem that... is, is when we don't have a corner, he's fucking useless. It's like playing with 10 men. He is a statue. If Morrison don't fucking move, fuck me. He makes Morrison look fucking mobile. Chris, Neil Harris was criticised, um, rightly, in my opinion, for, for starting Matt Smith and then lumping the ball at him because that's not his game. And I believe he does have a game, Harry. I mean, I think he is a useful striker, used wisely and in perhaps in small doses, like you know, on Saturday. I don't know if you'd agree, Mike, but I, I, I think he's a dangerous striker used used correctly. And that's that's well, the correct use of Matt Smith for me. Yeah, it takes me back to our conversation we had a couple of weeks ago. I think it was after the Cardiff game where, you know, Smith was absolutely dreadful and he wasn't being played to his proper strengths, really. Um, but then that's why you sort of bring him in, rustle the defenders, you know, yeah. score a goal at the end of the game. And, um, you know, ultimately he's, he's got his three points against our sort of rivals so you know you can't knock him there um but yeah I mean he's he's streets apart from sort of Bob Varson and Bradshaw and I read an article as well I think it was on News at Den today which was Rowett saying he's got three strikers all very different he's still learning how good they are and how they can play um I'm sure he'll soon work out that Smith is probably the worst by far but um you know in, in ultimately you know that's the sort of thing you know and and that was it Nabby their centre half which really was at fault for yeah, the two yeah. of the Nabi saw that was it. Two two of the goals were really he was marking both men and let two in. And um, you know, we obviously targeted him and, and scored. So, you know, gotta be happy with that. Absolutely. I you know, I, I, was it at Middlesbrough when Smith early early on in the season where he came in and basically bundled a, a goal over the line from close range? Um, you know, he's a he's a goal scorer, given given the right chances, given the right service, I think he'll get us goals. I, I don't see I don't I don't I don't get the, you know, the the kind of um, not Matt Smith. I mean, Tom Bradshaw and, and, and John Daddy, I think, are different quality strikers, probably more modern strikers in the sense of passing and moving and, and, and you know, taking chances and, and all the rest. But there's always going to be a place for the Matt Smiths in this in this world. We're, we're not so far 
removed from our, you know, our origins that we can't still see a, a chance for Matt Smith. Achtung, Mehlball. But, you know, just going back to the cup, this cup final thing, which always makes me laugh. I mean, it's a modern day football phrase. Everyone wants to throw it around. It's always oh, their cup final. I remember Leeds throw this around almost every, everywhere they go, don't they? It's your yeah. cup final because you're playing Leeds or, you know, other, other teams do it too. Um, I, I find it quite laughable. Because, a, what you are you not meant to win? Are you you know you're not supposed to care about winning? Are you not supposed to? Are you supposed to act like it's it's no big deal? And and secondly, you know, it implies that you're some kind of bigger club in inverted commas. Well, Charlton are no, you know, that that they're, they're, they're just an average championship side. Has so, anyone you know, given out the number for Samaritans yet? <laughs> I think a few of them need. That. I think yeah. a few of them need it. I think a few of them need it for delusions, Harry. I mean, if, if you really do think that you know, there's one I saw today. I haven't got it to hand, but they're describing Charlton as a with a huge support all over South East London and Kent. That's what they. Yeah, I read that. From, I read that from Ashford. Yeah, that wasn't, yeah, so after, wasn't that after they basically paid for coaches to go and pick people up from outside to them? They're talking like the Juventus bringing in fans from all over Italy, you know. This, yeah. is, this is Charlton, you know. It's, I, I, and this whole bit, you know, it's your cup final. I mean, it's just I mean, really the, ludicrous. In my the opinion. YouTube video where they break out of the, uh, the safe walkway only to then. <laughs> Make it, I don't know, have like sort of a schoolboy run as if you're playing like fucking uh, bulldog in the fucking playground. <laughs> run around the corner and then see a load of police horses and sort of start running backwards. Is is if someone can cut that with a Benioff feature? I put that on the on, on a tweet just to try and get a little bit of um, conversation going tonight. Your favourite Charlton video of the week because um, that one that one rightly I think is getting six percent. That's that's not the, my wasn't my favourite. Uh, the police response there, in all fairness, I mean, if we're going to be serious for a moment, um, looked pretty over heavy handed to say the least. There was horses and batons being wielded around on a group of fans that were didn't look like they were up for any major disturbances so that's got six percent <laughs> the, the one that's the one that's leading the fray here is um the spotty kid with the baseball cap who oh, just yeah. goes, we, we can't beat them we just can't beat them i think that's that's highly what's he the one, one who's up the back with he's the at the back and, i think mean, he's yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And I, I mean you know I, I i going back to matt smith i mean matt smith really did get that goal in the 92nd minute to break their little hearts and i think that's for that alone is worth his wages for, yeah, yeah. the white man <laughs> The white van man oh, is him. unbelievable. I don't know if seen that one. The uh, white van man is the bloke who definitely, definitely, definitely should be speaking to Samaritans about his drug use problem. Well, he, he's he's like their version of um of, of Lions TV, I think. He seems to do a regular... Charlton <laughs> <laughs> TV! Charlton <laughs> TV! I, I don't know his name, but I've watched it, and he's, he's wired. I mean, I don't know what the boy is, what, what kind of um, sherbet he's, he's putting his dad, but he's, he's wired, he's buzzed. And well, he's, he's he looks in... like sherbet. Uh, he's, he's in his white white van and he's I think he's driving to the game or something. He's, he's videoing himself driving to the game and um, he's buzzed. I mean, he's like, you know, a hundred mile an hour machine gun style dialogue about oh, it's it's time to beat Millwall and, you know, their cup final, blah, blah, blah. And then he does we one after. We've played in the cup final. They are aware of this. They quite <laughs> recent, in a not so recent past. Oh, there's another. Was our cup final. I don't know if anyone saw the other wonderful one, the one where someone had added up how many years, uh, how many oh, yeah. top Premier League games. You see that one, Mike? Prem, 1,000 Premier League games played by, or top flight games played by 
chance to mill 75. You, what, 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 it, drive, what drives your world? What do you care? What drives your world? It, 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 it's not it, yeah. own not, I know what I already tell them. I'm, <laughs> I'm going to go back and look for all the historical top divisions in five days. But it's like when we got so to the cool, cup mate. final. You can't, we, we can't fucking beat us. We, we made the <laughs> cup final in Europe by playing Telford United away and, and um, beating Tramier Rovers. <laughs> yeah. and, uh, that, that's the amusement. I don't think they get it. The statistic is you've not beaten us since 1996. Uh, let's look at a, a more pressing issue, and that's that Millwall plan for a worst-case scenario if it switch accept a bid for Bartos yeah. in January. Now, the question is, whoever knocked this contract up, please tell me it's got a bit of security in it, which says that Bielkowski <laughs> won't to leave until the summer. Well, well I'm sh- sure it sure it might yeah. not have. <laughs> 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 yeah. Wouldn't have thought so, yeah. If we go back to the start of the summer, so he was originally signing for us permanently. He was. And right. then there was a medical issue. And then we decided to sign Frank Fielding, who had no medical issues. <laughs> Frank Fielding played 11 minutes and now has medical issues. And Bartos Bilikowski apparently only has one knee and he's still better than the other two keepers. <laughs> so I, I know Husky Chocolate paid for the paid for the bench that was a, uh, it was a league hands bench. But they might have to pay for the goalkeeper as well. I, th- I think maybe they've just sponsored enough of Formula One team, so I don't think they're all up. They um they should just pay for whatever he needs. I mean, what's he worth? What is he worth? Two, three million pounds? I don't, I don't know. Well, there was a talk. We, we bid initially. Was it sort of nine hundred grand, one million? I think initially. Um, yeah. Obviously, until this injury, this supposed injury came. I mean, the guy's 32, 33. I mean, most thirty-two, thirty-three-year-olds aren't going to be in the, you know, the best shape anyway, are they? Um, so that's what confuses me. But w- what I will say about him is that he's loving it down here. I mean, really? the. the po- yeah. Yeah, the post-match interviews and stuff, he, he's absolutely loving it. And you'd hope that it comes to a point in January, if we do bid for him, you know, I, I, I would hope he'd want to stay here regardless of, you know, any other moves that might come come forward for him. He's lived in Ipswich now. I, I, I mean, I've got an holiday home sort of in Ipswich and I go there and whatever. And I know how quiet and just strange the, the townsfolk of Ipswich are. And they really are a strange breed of, of people. <laughs> We've done Charlton. We've done Charlton. Moving on to Ipswich. <laughs> moving on to Ipswich. They are, you know, they're very, very um, uh, uh, delusions that they are a big club. Where then they were in the seventies. It's but a the very 70s weird is, place. Yeah, it's a very strange that you know one club. You know, what's yeah. the nearest club? Norwich, seventy miles away, or Colchester. You know, so they have delusions that they're a big club, but it's always been quiet. And for what the last 13, 14 years, barring until they got relegated, they had McCarthy there and just plodded. There's no real atmosphere there. You come down the den and you're either no, being no. called a cunt or you're being called the best player <laughs> in the world. And, you know, it, it's... When, it, when you it look at that... on a complete different, uh, you know, a different experience to play oh, in I football. I agree. That, that on-field end of... I mean, just going back to the Cheltenham for a moment. Um, the, the end of the game, as the players are congratulating each other, going to the crowds on, on the field, and the atmosphere is what it was. And, you must, you know, for a second-tier team to generate this kind of 
psychomania within the stadium. I think it must be it must be an attraction. I mean, that's probably that's why I'd want to play football if I was a professional. That said, of course, it's not entirely his call, is it? Because he's on loan. He's contracted to Ipswich. He's on loan. I don't know what the um, the deal is for if, if teams come in and make bids in the January window. If Ipswich accept the bids, um, it, it's taken out of even Bart's hands to to an extent. I, I'd is, imagine. There's, there's no sort of deal with Millwall in the sense, apparently, in the sense of uh, uh, you know an agreed fee, a future fee, an obligation to sign nothing. So literally, it will become a free for all. Anyone who needs a keeper, and there are a few clubs out there who need a yeah. keeper, it will. I, gen- I think Millwall. I think Millwall will get him. I, I'd be very surprised if yeah. he doesn't end up. <laughs> it looks like, and I'll be totally honest, it looks like that the mistakes of the past have been learned now with Berylson in the sense of. When we get something good, he now gives the money. We, we you know, the, the the budget becomes okay. Well, there's only now two pound in the coppers, but we will spend that money. Do you know what I mean? It's Bielkowski been... does he does have a, a slight genius or madman quality though. Everybody, doesn't he? I mean, he, there was the that best goalkeepers have that though. Yeah, I mean, you know, you had you had those. Well, the world class save, and I don't think that's too high a, a praise at the end of the first half. Um, the error onto the bar and then bat away. You've got all those kinds of moments. He made another great save in the second half. But then you do have these odd, odd, bod moments I where mean, it, he almost lobbed it into the path of the child. Yeah, what was that in the what, first half? That's unbelievable. What really good goalkeeper can you think of that isn't a bit, you know, a bit sort of odd? It, it comes with a turf, Aaron. I, I think every goalkeeper has, has got a slight kind of... Um, you know, there's, there's 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 a slight sense of the uh, you, you know, know they're all they're all eccentrics. You can they're, go they're eccentrics. Andy Gorham, full Andy Gorham, or you can go you know Nigel Martin. <laughs> he looks like he looks like he enjoys doing crosswords. Uh, <laughs> Nigel Martin once <laughs> done an interview. He said his his ten favourite drinks, and obviously he ran out of drinks at about number four and said. <laughs> <laughs> but they he, do, he said milk. They do stand <laughs> apart. The, the, goal, the goalkeeper is always a. Goalkeeper is always an individual. He stands apart, and Bielkowski certainly conforms to that stereotype. I think he's a great goalkeeper. Don't get me wrong. I mean, I, I, for every every lob up in front of an oncoming child forward, there's the other three, four, five world class saves. So you know, you, you do have to take the rough with the smooth. Um, but I think we do no, need no sign of Jordan Archer anyway. He hasn't surfaced anywhere. No, no, he hasn't, and that's interesting as well. It's, I've seen off... him outside of uh, London Bridge tube station. Off with topic. Some cardboard and a small dog. Do you know what? I mean, if, if, if we're going to be serious about Jordan Archer, I think that's one of the it's one of the saddest stories I think in in football. If you know, it's easy to take the piss on a Saturday afternoon. We come back, you know, fortnightly or weekly if you go away. But if you actually look at the the decline of what of a man who was a promising goalkeeper and he was a bloody good goalkeeper when he came to us from Spurs back in League One, then you can argue about the defence and the, the the quality of the forwards he was facing. But you know, he, 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 no one was unhappy to have Jordan Archer in goal. And then this bit by bit decline and the, the, the pressure that must build inside you. I, I don't know anything about Jordan Archer. I don't know anything of his backstory or, 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 his, or his, his situation now. But you have to talk in terms of, a, you know, a complete failure of confidence, which takes you down the road of thinking about mental health as, as an issue. And, I, I, you know, the fact that no one has signed him, um, he was a Scottish international, which I know is no great shakes, but that's that's international football. I just think it's a really sad story, and I, you know, it's easy to it's easy to laugh, and, and obviously, you know, we, we, that's that's the cartoon nature of, of the sport. But I just think there's 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 something else going on in Jordan Archer's life, and that's that's not 
not what you want to see. Um, it's, it's the voodoo doll that I was using for three years. <laughs> it wasn't the bad serpent to our club. And, uh, it gave away some points, but he made some good saves. It, you know, yeah. He did do that on purpose, points. did he? He gave away my hopes and dreams of Premier uh, League football. You're a hard man, I, I am a heartless man. Football is a heartless game. And unfortunately, you're either meant to do it or not. I don't wish him any ill, and I don't wish him any you know, ongoing mental trauma. But if I do wake up with Lurch in his head saying, don't shoot from there every time anyone shoots from 30 <laughs> yards, you're not really meant to be a goalkeeper anymore, are you? you know, oh, dear. No, 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 I don't. Presumably, I do get the feeling that external factors in his life, I mean, you know, we've already touched on Lions TV, the infamous clip, yes, mm. surely didn't help matters, you know. I, I, that's you that's know, part there's, of there's the modern sporting world, exactly. Harry, so yeah. whether or not he's been helped by that, and I, I, I guess that he's a little bit of damaged goods to another club, and presumably there's also the fact that maybe he doesn't think there's anything wrong. You know, there's a there's maybe a, so, maybe, maybe so. Maybe an attitude problem in that sense that he doesn't realise that he needs to improve, and maybe he thinks think, he's good. I think it's always striking whenever you meet a a player. I mean, it goes it goes beyond Millwall, but any any club, especially the younger ones how young they are, um, you know, in, in a football kit, they look like men, don't they? When they go right, run out onto the pitch, they look like um, football players, you know, top-level football players or second-tier players, whatever the case may be. When you actually meet them face-to-face, they're school kids. And it, 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 it sometimes strikes me that with all the pressures that the modern world has, and it's not going to go away, so everyone's got to get used to the social media and the Facebooks and the, and the you know, the, the, the fans' TVs of any, of any club. But the pressures that brings at such a young age, you've, you, it's, it will make or break some players. It will make or break somebody with maturity, let alone someone at the age of 20, 21, you know. Um, so it's, I, I find the Jordan Archer story a sad one, and he's still without a club, as, as Aaron says. Yeah. Dave Meredith is loving life. Oh, I was going to ask. What's, what's, going, what's going on with Meredith now? He's, he's back in Australia. He's back in Australia. He plays on a Saturday, sits on the beach with a glass of red wine on a Sunday in a cigar. The Perth Glory, he plays for the Perth Glory, which uh, was... Um, um, Andy Keogh played down there, didn't yeah. he? Yeah. Down yeah. There. yeah. Was it the retirement home for Millwall Horses? Tony is their is their coach. You know the ex uh, Palace centre off Tony. Yeah. Do you remember yeah. the goal king? Yeah, he um he he's he's their head coach. He's not bad actually. Seems alright. I think I think Kevin Muscat managed Perth Glory for a while, and I might play from him managed them. But I mean. It's it's again. I mean, if if James Meredith is happy to go back to Australia and settle for the beach life, and I can see the attraction of that. I'm I'm, I'm not you, a driven. Can you, can you really? I mean, yeah. I'm, well, I'm not I'm not a, I'm not a driven man. But if I was a footballer with talent, and you you would feel like you're settling for Australia, whereas you know you maybe could have pressed on to to more and better in in this country. But uh, there we are. That's that's another. I'm presuming another once you've earned so much money, do you need really any more money? That, that becomes the issue about life-work balance. If you have all the money, then you might as well just go and be happy somewhere. If you didn't need, if money wasn't an issue and you didn't have to work, would you work? Probably not. It's no. a good question. It's a good question. I think it, it drives to the heart of the player, doesn't it? 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Achtung, Mehlball. Right, gents, gents, gents. Like, I know we're limited for time today. Yes, we are. I prepared a quiz. Did you? Go and go for it, Eric. Yeah. Well, okay. Well, I didn't really prepare a quiz. I just saw one online. Carl <laughs> uh, Fletcher has been sacked as late Orient manager. This news released about an hour ago uh, after 29 days in charge of League Two club. Now, I want you guys to tell me, um, just just give me some of English football's shortest managerial reigns. Let's see how good your memory is. Anyone? Well, no, well, we, could, we could have a little... I've got one. I've got one. Off the bat, I'll remember Steve Coppel at Bristol City, which I think it was in yes. charge when we beat them 3-0. Um, and then I think he did a cup game and then left straight after that. So I remember that was a very quick one. Not sure if it's in the top top few, but it's certainly quick. It wasn't quick enough. Steve Coppel is in there, though. Ah, uh, right. he, um, just, just to clarify the questions, um, if I may, on your behalf, Aaron. Um, we're talking about actual managerial appointments. Managerial appointments. As against caretakers taking yeah. a, a one-game deal yeah. here, you know. Um, I mean, Cla- uh, Harry mentioned Steve Claridge, of course, uh, for the Lions, of, um, in, in, in what was a very chaotic season. That season, I think we had about six or seven managers that year, didn't we? And, um, so Claridge was manager of the month and <laughs> for July. I don't think he actually he, he fielded one. He took the charge of one friendly, I think, on an Irish yeah, tour. Right. I mean, um, the thing is, looking at his stats, it says he was only manager from 21st of June 05 to 27th of July 05. But, yeah, literally, um, yeah. Um, he haven't even listed it. No, I mean there, 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 I mean, there were a few that season. I Coppel's always a good shout, Mike, because he, he, he's been to so many clubs and, and, and just kind of stepped in in so many places. Coppel's quickest exit was um, Coppel's quickest exit was Man City in '96. Yeah, that was oh, right. like three days. That's when he said he didn't couldn't take the pressure anymore. Um, mm. One of the earliest moments where the idea that footballers are not, you know, are, are people as much as as, as uh, you know superhumans as, as mm-hmm. he said he couldn't handle the pressure anymore and. Um, 
And well, there was another one, wasn't there? Um, I mean, the, the Leighton Orient story. I mean, I, I don't know. I haven't really followed their their season so far. They, they seem to be struggling in, in League Two from memory. I've not looked, um, and still never really got past the the, the death of Justin Edinburgh though, because he no. brought them up with um, banners flying from from the National League at the Champions, I think. Yeah. And sadly, you know, tragically, really, um, passed away. And I don't think the club has really found its feet since because they, they, they're they very average. If, if I haven't looked, so I'm not, not, not looking no, at the they're, they're, I mean, let's, let's be fair, they're not, they're, not, they're not doing too great in the, in the National League. And of course, I think the straw that broke the camel's back was the fact they were knocked out of the FA Cup by Molden and Tiptree. Yeah, yes. Yeah. 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 Over, yeah. And, and, and any other ideas on, on my well, the shortest one I'm aware of going back into the dim and distant past was the famously um, Brian Clough taking control of Leeds for 44 days in the mid 70s. Um, that was that that was you know that was probably the most famous short reign as as, as a manager at the, at the highest level, I suppose. I thought Glenn Tamlin at Billericay because he was manager, then he was He's come back. He's, he's, well, he's come back. He's bought Romford, my Romford. local club. Oh, and yeah. And he's sat the manager who's been manager there for 15 years fighting against <laughs> bailiffs and everyone else. He sacked him, decided himself. He basically is. Honestly, Glenn Tamlin is everything that's wrong with football personified in one person. And uh, he's, he sat 15 people and brought in his own playing staff and whatever. And uh, yeah, just a horrible, horrible individual. Who was he? It was, who was he had previous? Was that Billericay? Billericay, he sold Billericay because everyone called him a cunt. So um, <laughs> he got fed up. <laughs> so he decided to move to a working class area called Romford. Romford. Just, and decided just... who don't have a stadium. He's going to build a new stadium. Uh, I don't know where he's going to build it because there's nowhere to fucking build a stadium in Romford. That's why they don't play there. One of my questions, on a, I mean, just to continue the quiz theme, um, I think I think we've answered it really. Actually, is one of my questions was: Has Harry recovered from his depression last week? Um, you you, you, seem, you seem to be on the mend, mate. You seem to be on the mend. That that Charlton win seems to have turned you around a little bit. Yeah, I've, the England thing. I mean, I watched the the Man City game really really cheered me up afterwards. So I had <laughs> watching football. That was that was fucking brilliant. That that was literally everything that's wrong with modern football in one afternoon. And I'm sitting there watching it going, this is great if you're a neutral. I love VAR. I think VAR's brilliant. I, you I like think, VAR, do you? I want I want VAR in our league. Because I just want what I want it to do, I want someone to tell two thousand travelling Millwall fans that they haven't scored a last minute winner and see how that goes down. <laughs> So that's what I really. That's why it's not in the championship because they know that people in the championship just won't have it. There was um, a story tonight, and I, I don't know if you saw it, Aaron. The uh, Premier League's announced more communication with fans in these VAR breaks. I mean, they, they seem endless when you watch a Premier League game on on TV. It seems like endless moments where you're not certain of of, of the goal or the or, or the or the incident or whatever that's just happened. Do you think it would help? To have like they do in cricket, where they talk through the the various stages, what they're looking at and why they're doing. Yeah. I think they do it, they do it in rugby union. I think I don't. Yeah, follow. they do it in, well. they do it in yeah, rugby they union. Yeah. And I would have thought that you know, a it, it stretches on too long. Um, as a, as a as purely as a TV viewer, it stretches on too long. God knows what it's like inside the stadium. But also not knowing, you, you want to hear a voice saying, "I'm looking at this." Um, that this elbow was in front of this bloke's nose, therefore he's offside. Something to explain it. And they seem to be 
moving towards that direction. It's, it's bollocks, isn't it? I hate it. I think it's bollocks. Absolutely. I love it. It's brilliant. Why is VAR? Why do you love it, Harry? It's, why, it's, why? It's, it's, I, it's, I funny, love... it's funny when it ain't happening to you. That's what it's quite funny about you. No, no, no. What I like about it is it's showing that the referees are shit. And it's not just that the referees are shit. It's that they don't understand the rules. And then they're having to sort of retroactively change the rules to react to VAR. Because all it's basically proven is that if it's ca- the, the words that are wrong is clear and obvious. And it's nothing wrong with the technology of VAR. It's the people that are facilitating the decision made by VAR. That, that's the problem. And if you think what, what I hope it does in the long run is show that if the people in the very top level of the game, in the best league in the world, and it's live, cunts, are basically doing that, <laughs> then hopefully it will trickle down to our division. So when we get Kevin fucking friend on a Saturday, when I've turned up in the pissing down of rain that fucking third of January with an hangover, going, why the fuck am I bothering? We ain't going to win with this cunt. Eventually, he won't be in the division because they'll just, it won't matter who the referee is. You'll get the same decisions for everything. But- it can't take the length of time it's taking. And when you watch these, these Premier games and you see it taking... <clears throat> ages before a decision on with that goal or that offside or whatever it might be it's soul destroying and that that for me is not what maybe we should have, see i think if it's if it's in every game then maybe we should get like we should get to a point where it's maybe you've got like a timer so you're allowed to have like you can have a challenge you can a have timer. three challenges oh. Well, they do that in other sports. Co- coaches, that's, sure. that's what they call coaches' challenges in very. I think they do it in, in um, you know, yeah, American football. I certainly yeah. do it in baseball, but they're limited, and you lose one if you get it wrong, and you you can't keep calling it every time. You know, you you, you call it when you think it's it's a critical decision. I know they're different sports differently. They don't flow as as football flows, but I think. I think something like that has to be the way forward. I, I, it's not going to go away, is it? And they're not going to get rid of no, it. No, it's but not going to go away now. I hope they do. I hope they decide. Yeah, let's fuck it all in. I mean, because it's just it's ruining it's ruining that back of the net moment. It's completely ruining because everyone's like, hey, shit, let's wait, let's wait. It's it's like you know, it's like that moment in Who Wants to Be a Millionaire where Chris Tarrant you couldn't wouldn't tell you. <laughs> you know that little gap. It's like that. <laughs> We're going to go to a break. Yeah. Isn't it going to be um, for us next season, though? No, I oh, saw something. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm sure it is. No yeah. training championship referees in there. Uh, so, um, yeah. mm. That is the problem with it as well. They, how many times has football always gone to the championship first to, to in this country to test things, right? You know, we always tend to get it first. This time they went, no, no, we'll roll it out in the Premier League. And it's fucking backfired on They rolled it out in the World Cup, the didn't League. they? The World Cup. So it's because football is a TV sport now. And unfortunately, that's the sad reality of it. You know, numbers of people actually go to games. I know that we four are eccentrics and we do actually show up at football matches on cold days, wet days, hot days and all the rest of it. But most of the people you talk to in this life... Watch it on the telly. And that's, you know, people call themselves Man U fans, Arsenal fans, Spurs fans, whatever fan. Um, they've never been near the place. You know, they, they watch it on the television. That's that's their form of... Uh, it's a different subject entirely. But t- it's a television entertainment. And VAR is part of that televisual um, presentation. That's, 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 that's the... And that's not going to go away. Achtung, Milbein. One man, one man that... 
would uh, Nick, well Nick, sorry, excuse me, Nick Harry would love to see at the Den is um, is 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 Neil Warnock who was sat by Cardiff City. Yes, I will. Uh, uh, on, on Monday, um, I was fortunate enough to be the last last person to interview him, which is sad. Bless him, Neil. Uh, he's actually he's a, he's actually a, a really very nice chap. Gets a lot of stick, um, but we're not looking at Warnock. We're asking: Is Neil Harris in line for the Cardiff job? No. Well, I'm sure he is. I'm sure he's been asked, but I can't see him taking it. Can anyone else? Well, why wouldn't he take it? I mean, you know, because he lives, I, I, we... because he lives fucking best part of 400 miles away. He's got yeah, a family. But, and but that's, that's, that's that's football. And the thing is, well, the thing is, if you know, if, if if he's serious about taking his managerial career forward, you know, he, he may well have to move. Um, yeah, absolutely. You know, that, that's the thing. Otherwise, you know, he'll go to League One and you know manage someone in this sort of London area. So yeah, if if he's serious, he needs to sort of sort it out. Appreciate about his family, but. No. I, I, can't see, I can't see that job being a Neil Harris fit, and there's a couple of reasons why I don't think it's a Neil Harris fit. For one, looking at Cardiff City's fans forum before we come on to do this, the Harris out section is akin to Lomas turning up at the den. So, I mean, that should be a warning sign in, it, in itself. Um, also, you know, the ideal job what is the ideal job in football? An ideal job is where you're going into someone with basically a free hit. So, Sol Campbell will probably be sacked within the next three weeks. So, he probably can have the South End job if he wants it. Yeah, but Schultz, from from Neil, Neil's point of view, if, if if I was in his shoes and I'm not, if you're saying to me you've got the offer, I mean, we don't know. We're, 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 we're speculating. Cardiff might go in and transfer embargo as well, which I think plays. But still, but still, but still, Harry, I mean, Cardiff City is a big club. You know, I know this is a term banded around a lot. Um, if, if Neil's not going to be going after these kinds of jobs, Cardiff City, yes, 400 miles away, who knows what other offers might come his way at some point. Um, if, if it's really going to be, you can only take the likes of Colchester, South End, um, possibly Ipswich or the, some of the, the London clubs, then he's very, that's that's not a serious mm. managerial career. Mike's right, he's, he's nailed on head. Um, mm. if, he, if he's if he's going to be a football manager, you've got to go where the, the work takes you. No, that's that's, no, that's, I, that's I it, you know. I agree with that, but I don't think that Cardiff are that attractive in that sense. You understand what I mean? They've got, he, he works best, Neil Harris, in my opinion, in a club like ours, a club in the sense of a club that punches above its weight, a club that's going to be, he's not going to, for me, he needs to get a job where he can return a giant back to what they once were. The Ipswich job, for instance, as you said, Ipswich would be the kind of role that would go quite well. But the, the fact of the matter is that Cardiff are not happy with where they are. They've got the exact same amount of points at almost Millwall and they are where they are in the table. So are they not just basically us, but 400 miles away? Do you understand? And he said mm. that his interview with Hawk Sport, where he said he was only at 95%, that, mm. that would worry me. If you're unless you're 100% sure and into them, and you're saying that's what you have to do, well, I'd be I'd be concerned. I mean, if he gets it, good luck to him. Presumably, they've got Charlton next, and they, Cardiff, so presumably he'll win his first game. And that, that... Well, we're, talk, we're talking about Lee, Lee Bowyer for the same job. I mean, you know, I, I, but, yeah, I could see that, though. Mm. I could see that, but would then would Harris take the Charlton job? <laughs> no. 
But the thing about Cardiff is that they think they're a big club, which, which pisses me off. Firstly, I appreciate they've just come down from the Premier League, but you know, average, well, average attendance, you know, about sixteen odd thousand in the Championship. You know, they've not really signed anyone this season of note. I mean, Aidan Flint and a couple of others. Where's all this money gone? I mean, has Vincent Tan just put it in his back pocket? Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, what, he's sitting uh, in a bank account reading "Do well, Not Open." Well, uh, exactly. French investigators waiting for Emilio O'Sullivan's money. So. Well, I mean, yeah, true. I mean, yeah, I mean, not forgetting that, which was obviously a devastating um, event. But um, yeah, and, and I was reading on Twitter all these um, Cardiff fans being pissed off that Neil Harris has even sort of mentioned. It's like, you're not that good. I mean, Neil is an up-and-coming manager. If you look through his list of achievements with Millwall, with a club with limited you know, funds and, and yeah. stuff, he's, he's done superbly well. So, you know, these fans sort of fight him off straight away. And, and let's not forget, he, he did play there briefly as well. So he's going to have exactly. a little... Dennis Wise <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, true. I mean, I say briefly, yeah. But you know, he, he you know, so he's going to know a little bit about the club and a bit about the fans as well. So, you know, I'm not saying it won't be a bad fit for him, um, but uh, could, I don't know. I just, I just don't write him off. Give him a chance. Achtung, Milwal. Just looking at some other bits, uh, Nick. We let's 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 get onto some some sort of political matters, and not polit- really political matters, but uh, uh, our, our sort of plans. Corbyn is a cunt. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. And on from that, on from that, uh, Nick. Um, we we we've been talking a lot and banning it around this week about doing it, maybe an acting mill live. Do you want to sort of like? Yeah. Well, there's there's a, a lot of podcasts do this now. I mean, I'm sure anyone that listens to this show is a, is a person that listens to other podcasts. And the um, you know I noticed when Saturday comes are doing it now. They have um, a recording of a podcast, but albeit live. So you have like a uh, a, a group of people, um, fans of a club, in a place like a pub or perhaps a bar like Harris Bar, for example, or H&P. some other place. H M P Harris, and they they try and do a live show, and you know um, they ask people to come along. Possibly, if you're going to do it as a charity thing, you get people to pay a ticket for a ticket and, and it generates some money and a, a, hopefully a cracking time is had by all and you get a decent show out of it. So we've been talking about this, Aaron, haven't we? I mean, we, you know, we, we, it, it, it crops up from time to time on our on our um, WhatsApp group. And I, 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 if, if I'm going to do, get on the conf, if I'm going to go in the confession booth with, with you and all the listeners to the show, I, I, I kind of go around in circles on it slightly. I, I can see it might be a great idea and I can see it dying on its death if, if, if we, you know, when we actually do it. So it, it, it would be quite a daunting prospect in some ways to, to do it. But I'm kind of attracted and 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 repelled from it. It's like it's like, like moth to the flame. Yeah, it's it's like you know, it's almost sexual, isn't it? You know, you're kind of attracted and repelled. Oh, is right. <laughs> maybe, maybe that's a different show. Um, so, so I thought we'd just throw it out open to the listeners and to the to the guys here today. Uh, throw it out to the listeners of the show. Would you like an acting live event? What do you think? Should, could we do it in one of the local pubs around Bermondsey, Eltham, or somewhere like that? I don't know. Or Aries or somewhere. What kind would it would it work? I'd, I'd, would you I'm, like I'm, players to come if we could get? Would you like text? players? Do we do we want someone like uh, an ex-player to try out some of the old stories, or do we want something a bit different to that? I, I'm, I'm kind of again, you know, there, it's there's your a kind show. of <laughs> it's your show. Well, um, it's 
you know, everyone does a certain style of show. And I like to think that we do things a little bit differently on Actor. We, we have a different kind of vibe to the, one, the other football podcasts that I've listened to. And I know that we, we, we the middle thing is that we think we're unique. And I think we are unique. And I think the show, I try to do it so it reflects that uniqueness. But so, what you know, it's just as a, as a talking point. I don't know if anyone will come back to us on having listened to this little piece on the show. But if you would like... The, if you like the idea of Achtung Live, and if you think it could work, any suggestions or any ideas would be welcome. Give us a bit of feedback, really. Um, what yeah. do you boys? What do you boys think? Do you think it could be a winner? Do you think it could work? Yeah. yeah? Good laugh. Do you, Aaron? <laughs> it could be a good laugh. <laughs> what about you, Harry and Mike? Do you think it could run? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see what the listeners think. But yeah, so, I think it'd be decent. What are you on about? What's that? Step up onto the stage or whatever, yeah, you're stage there. You'll no, pull you're your head going up the stairs or something, or you'll do no, a Stevie no, Morrow and, fall and here he is, Harry Warren. All I'm gonna say on it is that I am fatter in real life than what I sound on the on the podcast. So, you know, if anyone sees me, if this does happen, I apologize. Um, I would I would think in terms of a charitable event of some sort, so the money yeah. goes to an appropriate good cause, and we can talk about what that might be. Um, some plenty of them out, out there, and I would think it'd be some somewhere in southeast London, if not at the at, if we could hire Harris. I don't know how much that would cost. Um, and format would be a, a probably a live. Can we not have it in Aries? Can, I, can no. I just put my foot now? I really don't want to have it in fucking Aries. Formica, it's a tri- tribute to Formica in there, isn't it, really? Um, yeah, I just, I just, <laughs> if I go into it, I feel like... Beige paint and Formica. Not to, not to, Magnolia. It's another podcast <laughs> domain, isn't it? It's another, it is owned by another podcast. That's and, a fair point. That's a fair point. And it's yeah. kind of like, it's a bit voyeury. We're stealing your club to do our podcast. It's a bit thing. We can do our own thing. There's more than one venue. Obviously, it depends. We might end up... I mean, maybe we should do it on the... Maybe you should try and invite Steve Bullock or uh, um, <laughs> Shallow Malik. Go now, the CPO's over. Yeah, because they'd come, they'd come, wouldn't they? Yeah, they would. They would. I think they'd be they'd be on tender hooks. Maybe Swiss Tony. Maybe Swiss we should invite some Everton fans there, just the, you know. <laughs> Yeah, that'd be like WWE or UFC fighting. Um, anyway, there's, there's there's an idea. We, we're talking about it, listeners. If you're interested. Give us a bit of feedback. Matt Marlon um, King was a guest. I mean, Marlon he always went down well. <laughs> Lee Hughes, maybe. I, I, think, I think we're yeah. straying, straying into the twilight zone there, aren't we? Do, do, let, do let us know. <laughs> look ahead to... Uh, by the way, what's everyone doing this weekend? This weekend, um, just a bit domestic stuff. I've got to do some work in the kitchen. So. We've got loads of, load of junk in this life, don't you? I don't know about you boys. You finish up with loads of junk, you have to clear out the kitchen and, and sling a load of old junk away from the, the garage and stuff like that. Skylight, anyone going to watch any football this weekend? No, no, no I'm going sure. I'm going to continue to work on my, uh, uh, my unrevealed project. Um, the unrevealed when the project. laptop comes back, the unrevealed project will go live. So, um, I I always toy with the idea of this non-league day. You know, that it happened. It yeah. publicised it, and I always think that's something I really should do. The last time I was going to go to a local game around here and um, Barking, where I live, and um, it was pouring with rain, so I gave up on it. So I didn't I do that. I played at Barking's ground. 
Yeah, it looked like quite an. Inter- I was going to try and do a little piece on barking and meet the manager or something, but I, it, it it all failed and I didn't. Come Dagenham and Redbridge with me, Nick, instead. Could do Dagenham and Redbridge one week, yeah. With Mil- I'm, Mil- I'm going Exeter if anyone fancies it. Oh, who, nice. who are they playing, Aaron? Chelt, Cheltenham, yeah. Oh mate, oh mate. Southwest Derby. Southwest yeah. Derby. Well, I, I have become somewhat of a, a, an expert on local derbies. Um. Um, good, good luck with that, mate. Thank, thank you, mate. Thank you. Uh, let's look ahead to uh, November twenty third. I mean, this this year is kind of flying, isn't it? Swansea away. Oh, yeah, I'm touring. We're going down there for that one. I'll take yeah. this point. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I, I went there last season. I think we Did got you? one 1-0. Um, and it, I mean, they weren't as good last year. And uh, I think, if, if from memory, we, we sort of quite deserve sort of a point up there. But um, it was a tough match. Um, but, I mean, this season, I think they looked twice the team than they did last year. And, and the way they play as well, I mean, it's, you know, sort of, obviously a bit like kind of Fulham where we, we kind of got Tom there. So let's hope it's not, not a big defeat. But, yeah, exactly. But um, I think, yeah, to echo your words, Harry, I think obviously we'd be extremely happy with a the point there. Um, can I just do an Act on Millwall public service announcement? Go for it, mate. So the Act on Millwall public service announcement. Ladies and gentlemen of the Stone Island persuasion, if we are going to Leeds away, um, there's no trains. I've been looking at the trains. There are massive, massive engineering works that weekend. So if you are going on the train, you've got to change at Birmingham. So... It might be one for the car or an Airbnb in Leeds and have a have a long drink in Leeds, shall I say? But I thought I'd, uh, I thought I'd share that lovely bit of information. That's useful information. They timed that well, haven't they? They have timed that well. I think they've done that on purpose. Yeah. Well, the last time I went, it was a dry train. Unless you got on an end, there was an Hindu that got on at Doncaster who basically got all their uh, all their alcohol pilfered. Achtung, Milwaukee. Yeah, no, so look, just looking ahead to Swansea City, obviously they're, they're on a sort of a bit of a resurgence uh, with, with their new manager, Steve Cooper, um, playing a decent brand of football. I think the word that they use is identity in terms of they've managed to get their identity back and, and, and they're playing a good brand of football now. Maybe not finishing off as many chances as they should be, but not going to be the easiest of, uh, of opponents. No. Um... That you've just used there identity we're playing an identity we're playing a good brand of football surely a good brand of football is winning games i i i, yeah, I have Swan, this real Swansea bought into the um the beautiful game isn't they? exactly <laughs> i have this real aversion to people that talk like that it's like they've gone to some kind of middle management business class it's like you must aggratiate your staff with the vision and you must <laughs> You must always, you must be authentic in what you're saying. And everyone's sitting there going, what are you fucking on about? No, they, 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 a few years ago now, they dumped Kenny Jackett for not playing the, a style of football that they, I don't know how they, I mean, Swansea has never been a place that I would associate with, you know, style. elegance and uh, style, <laughs> elegance and um, the, the Dutch, the Dutch Cyril passing. the Swan. But they sacked they sacked Kenny Jacket for playing lump and proletarian football and they brought in, was it Roberto Martinez? Yeah. Am I right, did. Mike? Yeah, was Martinez yeah. first? Wasn't I thought, they, wasn't, wasn't they Rogers in there? Lesson, didn't they? Brendan Rogers? Yeah, oh. I, I, was Rogers before Martinez? I can't remember. Um, Universal I, I, yeah, who, 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 football manager, yeah. Well, he, yeah, yeah. he Martinez, basically... Coleman. Uh, yeah. 
he implemented that as well, didn't they? I remember actually we we won down there on a Tuesday night two one, which I think oh, must have been League One that time. When were they in League One? They I were. remember Lewis Graven, um yeah scored the winner, which was one of those yeah. games where we thought yeah we'd be beat about six nil. I know, yeah, yeah, sort of Tuesday night game. Um, it might have been a Friday night, kind of thing of it, but yeah, I just remember us winning two one down there. But um, we'll, we'll have that again uh, in the next game. Sure. I'm going to be interested to see what the, the impact of the international break. Obviously, it's a chance for the players to start playing this Rowett style, which seems to me to be based on hard work and, and you know, pressing from the front back. Similar to the all. Neil Harris style, but winning games. <laughs> well, <laughs> Seemingly seem seems to be the MO, yeah? I'm, I'm not knocking it. Um, you know, if, if we can get something out of that game, a point will be certainly acceptable. Um, anything else might be a little bit ambitious, but, you know, if you don't you don't go to places like Swansea and try it, then um, that's that's the Millwall, that's the Millwall identity. Let's go there and have a go and um, you know, the season still lies before us. So I'm, I'm, I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful. Indeed. Uh, just finishing off this week's pod on uh, on some of my funny facts uh, from our quiz. Um, just a few. <laughs> Les Reed uh, had a torrid 41-day spell of Ch- uh, manager of Charlton. Uh, Alex McLeish had 40 days of Nottingham Forest in 2012 to 2013. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 13 days at Swansea in 1997. Martin Lee did nine days at Cambridge in 2009. Dave Bassett did four days at Crystal Palace in 1984. And the king of shortest managerial reigns, Leroy Rosinia who did oh. bits mm. at Torquay United in 2007 <laughs> before losing his job when the club was taken over. So literally, reported <laughs> a manager, gone into the next room and sold the club, which is, you know, well... That, that is the, the shortest reign ever. There we are. Yeah, you were the, only the only way that gets topped is when you're on, like, football manager, where you go ad manager, so you can basically rifle their transfer oh, yeah. funds, and then manager retires. <laughs> the same um, so yeah, whatever you're up to this weekend, have a good one. Take Actung Millwall with you, and don't don't follow. Up. Should we get the Actung Millwall recipe book out for Christmas? Do you reckon we could do it? Well, I'm working on that, mate. <laughs> 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 I'm working on that still. I might, na- I might sell. Na- was it napalm sandwiches? Nick? Napalm. Yeah, yeah, I might sell it to the Syrians or something. The, 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 they use a bit of maybe, sh- maybe chili gas. Have, maybe we should have a code word for when people have listened to the pod. <laughs> Also, there's no club shop update this week because the club shop has been closed due to a infestation of shit gear. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Nice one. Yes, thank you very much for that as well. It's Actor Mill. We'll be back. Uh, we'll be back next week.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com.